I'm going to set this apartment up for love. So I set it all up. I followed very basic principles for feng shui for love. And I said to my flatmate, I'm not even here until I'm moving in with my husband. And she rolled around <laughs> laughing at me, thinking I was absolutely bonkers. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. And very soon, literally everything that I did, every course, every workshop, everything I was doing was basically releasing all the threads of old relationships and then meeting my now husband, Ken, who had a lovely house in the country. Here I am sitting in it. And when I came to visit this house, I was like, he's feng shui this. I'm Sarah Tobin, and welcome to the Tapping Into podcast, the place to explore a whole host of different, natural, alternative and spiritual ways to change your life. My goal is to support you on your healing journey, whether you're planning to become a mother or already have children. Motherhood can often leave us feeling like we don't know who we are anymore. And this is the space to explore how rock bottoms and different modalities can often lead to the greatest joys. So get ready to come on a journey with me and enjoy. Welcome to episode four of season three. Today, I'm talking to feng shui expert, Patricia Lowen. She is the founder of Powerhouse Feng Shui. She's an award-winning author of the book, The Happy Home, A Guide to Creating a Happy, Healthy, Wealthy Life, and a multi-six-figure entrepreneur living the life between Ireland, Greece, Bali, and New York. Using her own first-hand experience of full life transformation, she's helping thousands of women transform their lives through the practice of feng shui. Patricia is fabulous, so warm and bubbly, and she really lives and breathes feng shui. She shares with us how it came into her life, what it actually is, how important it is to help you achieve your goals, whether that's to meet a partner, find a perfect home, start or grow your family, or start a business. She'll give you some tips to get started looking at the house with fresh eyes. And we also talk a little bit about my home. And you'll be interested to hear that we haven't quite solved our front door problem and our bedroom artwork is still the same. Eek! But, you know, I did just clear out one of my bedside lockers this morning. So baby steps, always baby steps. You can find Patricia at Patricia Lohan. That's L-O-H-A-N dot com. And I'll put everything into the show notes too. She's also running a live event on Saturday, the 8th of April, 2022 in Dublin for any Irish listeners who are interested in going. This is honestly one of the practices that you'll be tempted to think is real woo-woo. But if it works, and it's been working for a lot of people, maybe it's worth a shot. Have a listen, jump into my DMs and let me know what you think. Enjoy the chat. Patricia, thank you so much for your time today. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm really excited to talk to you and to talk all good things about feng shui and, you know, living a better life. Yeah, well, gosh, that is the aim of this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give people the tools to make small tweaks or big changes that can really just change your life. So I am really intrigued about feng shui i have confessed and will confess to everybody here that i know very little about it and you know it's been on my periphery for a long time and i'm sure Mm. a lot of people listening will also have heard of it but has stayed out there in that space and i bet you the people that you work with have also kind of been in that journey so 
Really looking forward to bringing that awareness in and seeing how we can practically use it. But before mm. we start, I just want to know a bit more about you. Yeah. We've just talked about your travels and your plans for the year and everything. So tell us a bit about you and how you came to the energetic spiritual world and beyond. Mm. So I was just talking to my husband yesterday about you know spiritual books. And in Ireland, there's a beautiful spiritual teacher called John O'Donoghue who teaches a lot of ancient like Celtic mystical wisdom and I remember actually getting his book Anamkara hard copy in Eason's the the bookstore the Irish bookstore when I was about 13 or 14 when it first came out and I was really drawn to it I had no idea there was just something in the essence of it and I've just always been very fascinated with spirituality and in the beginning, I've just always been into like the mystical energetic realm. I actually got my first books about feng shui when I was 15. And we moved house a lot of times growing up. And with that, those moves came maybe just an inner awareness of like things change. Everything is different. And one particular house, we it looked like a huge, amazing upgrade for our family. So I am from the west of Ireland and we moved from one small little house to a much bigger house in a much more exclusive area on like kind of one of the streets. If you're going to live in a town in Galway, you want to live in this area. It's very exclusive. It had beautiful high windows. It was built in the 30s, like beautiful, exquisite house that we totally transformed and redecorated. And, you know, our pretty happy family moved in. And honestly, things really went downhill. Not on a, actually not on a financial perspective, but just on a emotional, on a relationship basis, on health, like actually mostly mental health basis, like lots of drama, lots of legal issues, just lots of crap happened. Wow. Had not been kind of part of our like sphere. And you know, what age only, were you then? Sorry, I was about sixteen. Right, so um, you're quite aware of of all of that happening around just, you. Yeah, it was just like what has just happened, you know. So just a lot of stuff that was just heavy, not nice, really dramatic that you know our family would never have ex- really did never experience before. So when I actually drove past that house after really diving more into the feng shui, I was like, oh my god! And that was the house where I asked about books about feng shui. And I did not tie the two together. Like, I honestly didn't. I was just like interested in it. But, you know, when you have like a, an inner knowing, maybe I was called to it. Now, that really was something that when I first started working with clients with Gong Shui, I had no idea that we would be resolving issues like that, that your house has its own energetic imprint and that it's like literally impacting like your bank account, your emotions, what's going on in your relationships, your health. And that was what was coming to me. And I'm like, hang on a minute. I lived in a house like that. I know. So the journey between 16-year-old me and me, me kind of going, I'm going to do be a functional expert, wasn't quite like a direct line. (laughs) I I went and studied business. I actually really wanted to work a normal job because my parents were entrepreneurs and I thought it would be nice to be in office, like in an office (laughs) and work nine to five. So I did that for a few years and then went, oh my God, what was I thinking? And I quit it all and ended up going back and running a business with my dad and my parents in our in Galway for several years. And that was where all of my first spiritual teachers walked in to this pub and restaurant in wow. Galway. 
So I truly believe that we are always being guided and that the messengers and the people that we need in our lives come in at the perfect time. My first yoga teacher, my first life coach, my first energy healer, my first astrologer, and the first person who invited me to meditation groups, they all were customers of (laughs) of the restaurant. Now, I had no idea that this was the universe, like basically throwing on my face. And most of those people for several years were just customers. And then one day I would say, oh, when's your yoga class? And I was, okay, I'll turn up. And I sat in the mat and was like, tears rolling through my eye when he said, this is an hour for you. I'm like, an hour for me? What are you talking about? And then the same with the life coach, you know, asking me, what do you want? A full hour crying. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. So all of these amazing people came into my life. And that was when the kind of dial started turning for me and realizing that I was definitely not fulfilling my life purpose, running a bar, going to work in black every day. Like it was like my funeral or something. And then one day I popped out of my mouth and my mom said, I think you need to leave. So she kind of gently nudged me out after like basically setting up this business and running it for eight years very successfully she just saw how miserable I was and I think I should leave and out of my mouth popped and this is has happened several times in my life something that I did not expect said I'm quitting I'm moving to India to become a yoga teacher wow and they were like <laughs> everyone was like you're what now just like you know people are like oh I bet you she was doing loads of yoga I was to go to one class a week <laughs> Like it wasn't like, oh, I've just found my new career. I used to go to one class a week and I loved it. And that really was the start of this journey where in India I had a, a massive just awakening, connecting to spirit, to a very, very happy, light filled, enthusiastic version of me that I had never, ever, ever, ever known or realized was there. Maybe like when I was like a teeny kid. Mm-hmm. And that really tapped me into this beautiful sense of flow. And the big transition for me was moving from being in an environment that wasn't serving me to a new environment and everything changed. And then from there, long, crazy story, but I ended up moving to Dublin and starting a sound healing practice. So I trained in sound healing and a yoga practice. So I was teaching yoga, doing sound healing. I'm working with other modalities I trained in. So like kinesiology, basically I was in India and was kind of like, give me it all, bring it all on. I was doing the works and I started doing that and grew that business. And then I moved into a new apartment, so new environment. And I found the books in my mom's house, my feng shui books. I had read somewhere about feng shui and love. And I'm like, I'm going to set this apartment up for love. So I set it all up. I followed very basic principles for feng shui for love. And I said to my flatmate, I'm not leaving here until I'm moving in with my husband. And she rolled around <laughs> laughing at me, thinking I was absolutely bonkers. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. So I went to business with like setting up my environment, doing everything that the books all said about feng shui and love. And very soon, literally everything that I did. So, you know, I know it's like EFT tapping that you do and you're like, but every course, every workshop, everything I was doing was basically releasing all the threads of old relationships between that time to what I ended up calling in and then meeting my now husband, Ken, who had a lovely house in the country. Here I am sitting in it. And when I came to visit this house, I was like, he's feng shui this. 
So his bedroom, there was little things that I was like, he's going to trade this. And uh, Ken has been on his own amazing journey. And what was so fun was he said, yeah, we think our internal world is a mess and our external is like, it's they're, they're symbiotic. Like they're just mirrors. Our homes the are reflection. a mirror. They're a yeah. total reflection. So he got into it from that very practical standpoint in his 20s. And then kind of did the feng shui for love. And I was like, wow. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, in the spiritual world, especially single women are like, there's no spiritual men. And (laughs) and then I find this like this diamond. And they're like, how did you do it? What did you do? So that kind of was the start. People were asking me. Um, And then in my practice with my clients, I built a beautiful practice, clients coming with me one to one. and, And next minute I'd be asking them, tell me about your kitchen. What's going on in your house? Like what's happening there? And they were like, "Mm, yeah, yeah. what are you talking about, Patricia? (laughs) I'm also like very intuitive. So like I got these like hits for people about their houses and they were just gone nuts. But you know, when the students ready teacher appears, some feng shui masters arrived in Ireland. I said, I'm doing this. Ken said, I'm doing it too. So we both, we both went on the journey and decided to feng shui this house and when we feng shui this house, like just magic, essentially, it's it's like an it's a it's alchemy when we're starting working with the energy of of homes. And you know, I had a, a six figure windfall. So this is from a girl who was cycling around wow. Dublin on a bicycle, basically living day to day. I remember earning five euros for a yoga class. You know doing sound healings, like group things, you know, that was paying the rent. You know, it was like all very, very, very simple to now living in this beautiful house in the mountains, having money to finish the driveway, finish the house, buy furniture. You know, it was like, what the hell? And obviously my life changed very visibly to everyone around me very quickly. And what age were you or when you met Ken? When I met Ken, I was 30. To 31, 31, yeah. 32, yeah. And then, yeah, that really was just like, so you've, you've done this feng shui for love and now look what's happening in your business. And then I started getting loads of media exposure. Lots of cool things started happening. And what I put it down to is that, you know, I was doing like a lot of that inner work, you know, so I was clearing, I was tapping, I was doing my vision boards and had a lot of clarity and, you know, living in a good place. But once I, once we changed the energy of the home, it really started to, we started to tap into source because feng shui is all about balance. It's about flow. It's about balance in the yin and yang very connected to Taoist philosophy, which is all about being in sync with the universe, being in sync with everything moving and flowing. So parts of my life where things may not have been in flow, the house was a mirror of it. And then when we balanced it, it brought it into flow. And that is, yeah, that's really the essence of it, that we start really kind of tapping into a different, our our home becomes like a different force field of energy. And so, yeah, it's been a amazing journey and that's led us to now working with thousands of women all over the world functioning their homes seeing miraculous like miraculous results it sounds like magic it is and 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 magic in the way that is almost unbelievable magic you know like Mm -hmm. the incredible magic like how does my house and the flow of energy in my house affect my life and and 
you must get that all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so how do you answer that? How do you, so, for someone who, for someone who maybe isn't aware of spirit and source and energy and flow, mm-hmm. how do you then kind of describe it to them? So like feng shui is actually a very, when, when I work with our clients, it's a very, we have a lot of mathematical calculations that we do for our clients and our, our homes, how would I describe it? I like to describe feng shui as acupuncture for your home. So essentially, if something's not moving or flowing, the acupuncturist will put needles in her body, in your energy body, your physical body to get things moving and flowing so that you're up, you're an optimum balance. Now, feng shui is thousands of years old, like 5,000 more years old. And when it was first brought in, it was just very practical and logical. We're going to put the house in a place where it's going to have protection. So there's going to be some mountains around it, maybe some trees. We're going to put it where there's it's not too close to the water because the water could flood. We're going to put it in a place where we can see what's coming at us. So there's a lot of like it was very practical and it was put where we can see the sun, where is the best place. Like there was a lot of intentionality behind when houses were built back then. What we know now is that houses are not built like that now, you know, unless they work with me, which is also very exciting to work with people from scratch and go, this is my field where I put my house. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. So but most of the time we find we're actually 99 percent of the time with my clients, we're working with clients who are like living in an existing home and you don't have to knock it. You don't have to do anything structural to it. And that's something that a lot of people don't don't realize about feng shui you know the acupuncturist is not changing your whole body all they're doing is putting specific elements into the body to balance it and that's exactly what we do in feng shui now just like with acupuncture for your home there's different cure or different balances for each person and it's based on your age your look you know what's going on for you and the same goes for your house so your house has been built when the year when the year it's built, the energy is captured in the house and that defines the house energy. So it's oftentimes people will come to me and be like, OK, I can't keep money in like I'm making all this. I'm making the money I'm working really hard, but it's not holding it. And then I may look at the actual I'll look at the house type. I'll look at what the energies are going in prosperity area. We'll look at what's going on in the structure of the house, you know, the layout a little bit. But mostly it's about the energy. And I'm like, well, actually, this house is not supportive for money, but we can make it. So when we're working with houses, we're essentially looking at what what are the what's the energy that was captured at that time? And then how does it play out for the people who are living in it? So, like I said earlier, your house is kind of a mirror. So What I truly believe is that our house, you know, we have lots of beliefs and you'll know this from your tapping, lots of beliefs, lots of like, you know, life events that have happened for us to believe certain things and have certain kind of energetics. And we will call in a house that attracts that, that is equal. So it's like, it's a match. And then what happens and what I see, especially with those of us in the personal development world, is that our energy starts to change so we start to clear our limiting beliefs around money or around health or relationships and then then we kind of raise our own energy the thing is that isn't changing the physical energy of our home like our home has its own energy its own vibration its own frequency and that is very dense 
you know, it's very hard concrete, it's very dense. And that's what we're working on. So what happens is when we change the energy of the house, the energy starts to rise up and then we're, we're, you're basically co-creating at your future with your home because it's balanced and it's happy and it wants to support you. That makes so much sense to me, you know, because when you're tapping and you're releasing and you're letting go, your vibration changes. Often I see it with clients that they're changing at a pace and their partner isn't changing or Mm -hmm. their family isn't changing or their friends aren't changing. And then there's like an incongruence or kind of a disconnect between the two. So I suppose if you look at the house as a an energetic being or an extension of self or a container for your energy field or your aura, you could be doing all this amazing work and then still the house is back stuck in that kind of stagnant place. Is that is how I summarize that? Exactly. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And that's where it's like, you know, where it can get really frustrating for people who are doing amazing work and Mm. really looking at their own conscious, looking at their limiting beliefs, clearing that. And and they're like, I'm doing it. And they will get wins. Like, you know, you will be getting wins and you will be seeing changes. But when when we start working with the physical environment that you're spending like 24 hours a day in, that's when the rocket ship happens. And you don't need to really kind of believe in it for it to work. So what I often see and what you said about, you know, the partners that don't change is like the ones that are like, so for example, we have a lot of 99% of our clients are women who join and their husbands are resistant. They're laughing at them. They are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they do the same with the tapping. Oh, off with you and your tapping, you know, you know, all of that. But honestly, the funnest part is because they have no attachment to the results. They're the ones that I see often getting the pay rises the promotions the new company cars the new jobs <laughs> and the wives are just like they're and the ones like, getting the payoff <laughs> but I think it's almost like the universe is like laughing because it's like oh, I told so you I told yeah, you. you didn't believe and then exactly so then it kind of then becomes like oh well I don't know what you're doing but like just keep, keep doing keep it. Doing it. <laughs> Just keep doing it. I'm into this now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm into this. So the nice part of this is that it's just, it's the ripple effect as well that you see in the house for everybody, like the kids and the partners. And then it becomes like a kind of a, a family thing, ultimately. Amazing. I, I am so excited to actually learn what I can do to improve the flow. And, and going back to kind of, the house you called in that's so interesting because when we were looking at this house well when we were looking at at moving to a house we wrote a list and a list of everything that we wanted in the house and literally when we'd looked at 30 houses and when this came on the market my husband sent me a text we had an offer in somewhere else and he said hold the phone and he sent me this house and I looked at it and I went oh holy god this is it this is everything on our list and more And so we manifested that. And that was like four years ago now. So and just from what you're saying and how I've moved on in those four years and, you know, we have done work and done bits and pieces to the house. But I'm really excited to learn now what can we be doing? What can the average person now be taking into account? What are the principles? Mm. You know, it's so interesting you saying about that, like for your journey as well, because we've done bits and pieces around the house. And this is where most people think that they need to start is just like, oh, I, I hate that bathroom. That carpet is the worst ever, you know, and I'm like, forget about the carpet, the bathroom. And, you know, it'll make you feel good, but it may not actually change the energy of the house. 
this is a really important thing to kind of to clock with this. Now, if you do have carpet that you don't like and you're like, I hate carpet, get your little manifesting head on, go to the carpet shop, go to the wood, the wooden floor shop, pick the one that you want to replace it with. Start getting excited about the next thing you're replacing with as opposed to like allowing it to trigger you. So every time you see it, you go, oh my God, so excited about it. And I get the little piece of it and put it there beside it. So even with my clients, I'm always like, just start to, rather than beating up on your house, which can be really a big one for people, is the very first thing. If you're living in a house that you don't really like, <laughs> you know, it senses it. Just imagine it's a person. It senses if you don't like it, it's not going to like you. And it's going to make it really tricky and resistant to helping you. So the first thing is just to kind of let go of any of the things that have happened in the house and be like, I'm going to create a new, new relationship with my home. I'm going to start really connecting with it and starting to look at it. And this is so simple, but you are going to have fun with it. And and honestly, just don't get overwhelmed, but just like fresh eyes. So this little opportunity is just to imagine that your house is representation of like your conscious, but also your unconscious. So when you come in your front door, just like as you even just stand out at the gate, like imagine you're putting on fresh eyes that you're like a new person arriving at the house and, and just stand even back from it and kind of look at it and go, does it look happy? Does it feel happy? Does it feel like, oh my God, I can't wait to be home. Like, I'm so happy to be here. And the minute I said that, I just thought of like our brand new welcome mat that I just love. It says home and it's like a heart in the center. I go, oh yeah. Because we had this other one that had just got a little bit grubby. And I was like, and the other day we saw them, I was like, oh, new welcome mat. I'm just like, as I come in, I'm like, oh, that nice, really, oh, that home welcome mat just makes me feel good. So it's like, what do you see when you're coming in? Start with the cleaning at that front door. Like I had a, a client I'm going to call me a couple of weeks ago. And she was like, Trisha, I went out and cleaned the front door and cleaned the mat. And I came back in and my new ideal client had just like emailed and said, this is it. You know, so it's like clearing the way, like making it easy. So like clearing the front, clean the front door. Like, and when I first heard this years ago from one of the Feng Shui masters, I was like, I ran home and I was like scrubbing my front door and I was in an apartment. So this doesn't, you don't need a house. It could be an apartment. It, you know, we've done like teeny studio apartments in New York to big mansions in Australia, like by the sea, like everything in between, you name it. Everything can be Feng Shui. So starting at the front door, fresh eyes, like what, what can you add to make you feel good? And what can you take away that doesn't feel good? You know, the weeds at the the front door is one of my the The cobwebs. Yeah. Honestly, the broken bulb, the doorbell that doesn't work. The The, the saddle that's falling off. We actually, when you say front door, we've just been looking at brand new front doors to replace the whole (gasps) system. So I am now even more motivated to get that in place this month. Yeah. Yeah, because honestly, when you start, then then you're like, and your front door is your mouth. So it's like where the energy Mm. comes in and it's allowing that energy to come in. So making sure that it's easy to open. And with this set, so if it's not easy to open, then you're having a struggle bringing in energy. Energy is money, opportunities, clients, all the stuff. Oh my God. Because we've been (laughs) struggling to open the door. And it's hard and it's just like everyone of those sense, little, like it? it does. And you know, this morning I just had a conversation with my mom, like I'm 
you know, feng shui consultant. I have a new free mini course that's coming out in a couple of weeks. And it's like a walkthrough of our house. And there's loads of demonstration parts that I'm like, this oh, is clever. not great. This isn't very good. This is good. Like, you know, because it's the way the house is structured, we, we can't change it. But there is a cabinet in our kitchen that was like, it was an antique. It was in my parents' house. It was different ones that have moved over the years. And then last year, I've had it here for ages and I repainted it. But it always the doors always jam on it and it's a bit weird and I was kind of a bit nervous to get rid of it because I was like well you know it was my parents whatever and I just talked to my mom so it's like there's a few things <laughs> and this cabinet she's just like just let it go that's been in lots of places just let it go and I was like yes yes because <laughs> I'm like I'm the feng shui consultant with the and you're still asking for jamming, permission asking to, for let permission to let that go but I love it the other thing is it's just that like I knew I just had this feeling I was like I want a fresh start and there's a few little icky things so it's those little friction points you know around your house so whether it's the front door whether it's the doorknobs or the handles on some of your cupboards like your handles are like a grip on your finances a handle on life so it's like all of your home is very symbolic of how things are moving how things are going my theme word for 2022 is letting go really just shedding and the first we got back from Mexico was on Sunday Monday and I started I just was like I'm going to do this attic first now our house when you are on the floor to say with your fresh eyes is very clear like I was just like there's a cabinet I'm like that one cabinet like there's I was like there's not really much but I was like I need to tackle the attic because I know there's stuff up there, paperwork that hasn't been looked at for a few years because we haven't been really here long enough to sort mm-hmm. to do it. And we dedicated the whole day. And I'm not joking, I feel different. I feel happier. I feel lighter, like just a new sense of relief because the attic can lead to like burden, overwhelm, headaches, a sense of tension, too much in your mind. And I just knew that there was a little bit of that when we were here for a short time earlier in the year. And I was like, okay, that's where I want to start because I knew that the rest was okay. So, you know, if people are listening and be like, oh my God, I don't want to touch my attic. I'm just saying with the fresh eyes, move around your house, any friction points, and then little cupboards or little spaces where things are a bit like scary that you're like, I want to touch that little drawer. Mm -hmm. Like start with one of those because what feng shui is is acupuncture it's about flow it's about things moving so if there's cupboards or places in your home where there's a lot of things just stuck that clutter that hasn't been moved for a long time that is definitely blocking the flow of things into your home the flow of things and it could represent I don't know in your house what that area represents but it could be your money area it could be your relationship area you know I remember Mm. doing a decluttering uh, challenge a few years ago and this lady saying to me she'd been at a talk I did years ago in Waterford and she'd said I'd been talking about meeting Ken and how you know just have just an amazing relationship and she's just like I want my own Ken and I was like all right and then she participated in the decluttering challenge and cleared out like loads of stuff out of her bedroom and literally met a guy a week later his name was Ken (laughs) and he lived on the same road as her <laughs> for like five years and the thing is like she, when I look I was kind of like I need to know what area this is so it was happened to be her relationship area that she'd always stuffed like clogged up and once she kind of 
let made some space in it it just like made space for that person imagine imagine he lived on the same road as her like it wasn't like amazing he was (laughs) so when we start to do the little things and that and start to identify those little places that the energy is clogged that you can release it and this you know feng shui is almost like an for me it's like an iceberg because like what we can share on this today is like the tip Mm. of the iceberg but every little thing that you do is going to make a difference so with those fresh eyes you're looking for friction points you're also looking for places that the energy could be a bit clogged and then my favorite one of all is looking at what's on the walls the artwork oh this one is like the funnest one I love talking to and sharing people to like make your home a vision board for your future. Mm, Okay. I'm looking around now, right? I can Mm -hmm. see a print in front of me that says stronger together. Mm -hmm. I have a three feather, little feather print. I have a divine feminine with a moon and a butterfly. And then I have the, a green Tara print. Mm -hmm. And then I have mountains above the bed, geometric mountains. And then I have this, copper uh, crystal holder on my wall (laughs) okay so is this in your bedroom yes okay interesting Mm. I would definitely rethink some of the artwork in your bedroom (laughs) okay there's a few things if you said to me that you had a stronger to get stronger together I think is definitely a great thing for you to have in your bedroom like it's very affirmative of your relationship but let me go through some of the other ones yeah so the first one um stronger together is a yes definitely I'd recommend your bedroom is meant to be a sanctuary and a space for rest romance and relaxation there's a lot of very spiritual things in your bedroom and if you had said to me this artwork the feathers the green tara the the what was the other one there was the feathers the green tara the divine feminine, divine kind feminine of moon, moon. Yeah. those if they were in your little meditation area or your own separate space. office space yeah. i'd be like 100 they're right. all amazing in your bedroom I would love to ha- for you to say there's a gorgeous picture of me and my husband or my partner of us on a really great happy day. Mm. Like it doesn't need to be your wedding day. It could be any day that's just like that was a great day together and look how happy we are. That's what you want in your bedroom. Right. Maybe a piece of art of a beautiful couple, you know, that reflects the kind of relationship that you want. So, you know, if you love being walking in the forest together having a picture of a couple holding hands think in pairs think about what it is that you want to create in your relationship the mountains over your head so there's two things there the first one with the mountains is like I don't know if I'd like to be like climbing a mountain or seeing a mountain facing me before I get into bed every day (laughs) or having it over my head and you know this is this is amazing because it's real practical and people will be like oh my god like yeah so for, this. <laughs> for example yeah because we don't we just no. like that feels really good other divine feminine I'm really connected with that mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it here where I can see it it reminds me but is that really balanced in your relationship you know if this space mm-hmm. of all these spiritual things that are really affinity to you like where's space for your partner in this room? I have taken over this room for oh. basically all my spiritual trinkets <laughs> I mean, there is nothing of Dave here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the thing is, having all of your spiritual things in your bedroom. (laughs) Wait, you see, he's just going to love this because somebody had changed. He's just let me take over, but I'm migrating further and further into the room. Mm. And the thing is, with spiritual statues in the bedroom, our pictures in the bedroom, we don't recommend them because 
do you want green Tara watching you while you're in bed <laughs> or in Buddha and you know I have this conversation with man or um, you know don't and honestly I feel like you're kind of getting like <laughs> mastered with stuff here I'm like don't worry honestly I you know pictures yeah. of grandparents pictures of your friends your family in your bedroom your children like you want do you want to see it? do you want your kids to see you when you're sleeping or in bed when you're <laughs> no no so just start to think about what it is for your relationship so how this all and the the, the fresh eyes is this like you're just getting fresh eyes about mm-hmm. like what you're placing in the space this is great and when it comes to your bedroom and I'll just talk about like what's in our bedroom and how this all came about so when Ken and I when I moved in here that we were in a different room and we hadn't been the master bedroom so we were setting up and decorating the master bedroom so I was like okay right at the end of our bed there's a place for like the perfect painting like a beautiful picture I was like this is where it goes and it happens to be our relationship area it doesn't actually matter where where the different areas are in your hat in your bedroom but it's more about like in that room the perfect place for painting was at the end of the bed I was like okay so I left it blank and I was like "Mm, what am I going to get I was like I'm just going to find a perfect image that feels good so I ended up actually in Tala finding a, a painting and I was at like a B&Q or something and then I saw this big shop and I was like oh I wonder and I went in and found this painting that had a picture of a couple and it reminded me of our first date we had a, a date in Dublin and it was like all these high buildings and this couple kind of and she's leaning in to kiss and he has a big umbrella and a dark coat which is what Ken kind of wore that night so it's like oh it reminds me of our first date it's really nice so I came home put the picture up didn't really look at it anymore I was like that's perfect it's like a beautiful couple picture and about maybe six or seven weeks later I had a friend over and I was showing her my new redecorated bed and the bedroom and everything and she's looking at the picture and she's like oh there's that's lovely and she goes and there's 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 Marley and I was like what in the picture I had not even looked at it was the couple but the girl had a little dog on a lead and between me buying the picture hanging the picture a few weeks later we just got a little dog that was identical like I'm not joking you little black dog with a gray little tip tail exactly the same as is in the picture because that's what we're seeing every single oh night God. now we had moved away a lot for so we've been traveling loads and then last year we ended up in this house I think it was like six or seven months and guess what we ended up with again a dog because it's at the end of our bed so it's a little dog and now he comes with us everywhere we go but like the dog is part of our image so it's like that is that for me was like oh man this artwork stuff is like serious like really really important Um, and you can have fun with it then so you can when it comes to the art in the bedroom that's the same painting but then I also have beside our bed like pictures of like people holding a couple holding hands kissing like all these beautiful little artwork that's like represent like the kind of relationship that I want. And to really, it, even if you don't see it, you are seeing it, you're right. taking it in. It's the subconscious. So you are taking it in. So whatever is in your space, in your bedroom, you want that to be taking that in. So for your office, your workspace, I'm like, go with it. Divine mm, feminine, I need to feathers, angels, yeah. all of that. Definitely. The mountain one, I de- like we had a client on and I forget like walking down the corridor to her bedroom in her office as so she walked down the corridor every day and right in front of her was a big mountain before she could t- turn that into her office mm. I'm like so you're facing a big mountain before you get into your desk and she was like oh 
I, mm-hmm. yes. And it was, it did feel like a kind of an uphill thing for her. So with the, with the mountain, I was like, well, don't, it's good to have support of mountain. And we use mountain element in, you know, earth element in feng shui. I was like, put it to the side. So you're feeling that support, but not over your head or right. facing you. Cause it's going to feel like a challenge as opposed to a support. Yeah. That definitely needs looking at. <laughs> So you can have fun now and start to yeah. think and even maybe, you know, if you've kind of had that opportunity, you've kind of been in this journey of like, okay, I've kind of taken the, the bedroom over. Then it's like both of you pick a picture, like you both like, well, what would we love in here? What's your yeah. favorite picture of the two of us? So then it becomes a place of both of you, a sanctuary for both of you, rest, romance and relaxation. Yeah. Lots of women messaged me were like, thank you very much. <laughs> That is incredible. Wow. Thanks for the the free feng shui <laughs> makeover. This is just a, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Oh my God. This is the fun Crikey. stuff. Um, <laughs> I bet you putting stuff on top of the fridge isn't good, is it? Because that's kind of a, a basic dumping ground for things. Actually, there's two things with that. Is that like where things can be a dumping ground for me is typically an alarm bell that the energy isn't quite happy there because it, you know, low energy, low vibration pulls in more. So definitely um, it's not necessarily where it is, you know, it's more about like that, just being watch mindful of it because, yeah. and then see what unfolds when it's clear, like what's mm. happening when it, what, how, how does it feel when it's clear? And so if you do these clearing things, should you almost do a little bit and see how that feels, you know, so that you can see the impact of it and then and then go again in a few weeks to do something else and see if you can feel the impact of it? Or do you just go hell for leather? Through the it's house? totally up for you. <laughs> like when we have people join our powerhouse program, some people it takes them to a year. Other people, it's like six weeks. They're yeah. like, I am in, like yeah. I am doing this. And there's no right or wrong. You know, you're going to feel shifts anyway. And, you know, sometimes it can be one tiny thing or other times it could be huge. Like, you know, with Lucy, I remember her, she had been out of work for like nearly a year and was like, she's like, I'm going to do this feng shui. I need to get a job. I need to get the work. And had just been really resistant then to doing the, <laughs> doing the recommendations in her report. And then was like, okay, I'm doing it she came in for accountability we're like all cheering her on and then she did it like she fixed her career area like was like okay I'm clearing all this stuff out I'm clearing this up 30 minutes later got a phone call for a job that she's now been in for like I think and has had a lot of promotions since for like four years wow so so where are those areas in the home is there some like highlights of the relationship area the yeah. finance abundance area so what i'll say is first of all this is that this gets way more complicated and there's different schools of feng shui so first of all there are there is a school of feng shui where you, western that has like a a predefined map from the front door that's not the school of feng shui that i teach or practice so people might be listening going oh i want to find that area and then they do the other uh, this school which you know if it feels good go for it but most people don't see the results and that's where it gets like they're they're like i did the thing it said and every house is unique And, and then there's the nine different areas what i would say to you is that like rather than getting overwhelmed with looking at the different areas because first of all um, compasses don't really work so like the metal of them what I would say is rather than looking at those areas right now I would look at the bedroom focus on what that room is functioned for and that the things that you that you want in that space make sure that you have something that symbolizes that in that area so if you yeah. want more time with your family make sure that your living room has a 
has a photo of all your family together. You know, if you want more people eating together, like if I start going into the nine areas, it's just going to be that you're just going to be like, I can't start. I don't know where to start. Whereas this, <laughs> I want to just keep simple. Yeah. <laughs> like even in my basic free trainings, I don't really go into it because I'm like, you're just going to be running around like, ah. So, and then it may not be the most accurate area. So, and I'm sure you can look it up and have it all written down, but I would say to you, start with like the fresh eyes, like start with really going through your home and making sure that it, that it aligns at where you're going, what it is that you want to call in and then just releasing anything that doesn't serve you anymore. And then look at each of the rooms for the function. So you've just got all lovely new artwork for your workspace. <laughs> and your bedroom is now going to get like some new pimp up on that level. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So taking it slow, looking at it from a completely different perspective. And, and also like there you kind of reference the attic matching the head. So if you can match the heart of the home and mm-hmm. I presume like the living kind of the, the space where you spend a lot of time, the, maybe the, we certainly have like a living kitchen combined space. Any advice for that area? For that area, like I would say to you, if you have knives, make sure they're not on display. And the knives can represent weapons and dangers. And I know people may have lovely knife blocks and everything, but Ikea have lovely drawer inserts that you can put your knives in and they just keep them out of space and then for that area I would also probably recommend minimizing red Um, red is a fire element which can present burnout exhaustion but also anger so you don't panic if your kitchen is red we had a red kitchen for many years it wasn't the end of the world we ended up changing it there's and and that was much a, a bigger commitment from us especially you know my job is to walk my talk so I'm telling everyone done a red kitchen I'm like okay I have to get rid of my red kitchen but we we changed it but yeah just like minimizing red in the kitchen would definitely be a recommendation as well and then just think about the function of that place you know if the if the kitchen is a place for health and well-being you know make sure you don't have any out-of-date food Things that are expired, not working, you know, are you using everything in the space? And I'm just like, literally, as I say this, I was like, oh, I did think of there's a few little baking trays that I need to get rid of. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need to go do that. Uh, so, you know, you can always find a few things that like, you know, chipped plates, like don't eat off broken energy, chipped cups, wow. chipped glasses. You know, everything has an energy. And then it's like, what? Are, what is the saying? You put the beautiful, healthy food on a chipped plate, like. And so, yeah, there's there's loads of little opportunities there as well. Wow, really? I'm just thinking of all of my chipped crockery and just realizing, like, you just have no idea of the... And I think that's down to conditioning, isn't it? We're, we're not thought about energetics and, no. and the energy of ourselves, let alone the world around us and the manifestation. And, like, you've referenced so many wonderful manifestation ideas, like using the art on your walls as your vision board, basically, and calling in the things you want to change in your house by going and picking what it, what you want and seeing it, visualizing it in that space. And I do that with clients in terms of visualizing, you know, how they want to feel, say, with, with a, a new partner or in a new location or with their with a child you know a lot of people yeah. I work with are trying to have children and so again it's 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 feeling into how I'm gonna feel when 
that thing comes into my life. And mm-hmm. that's, I suppose, the basic law of attraction. But we're just not taught this. We, no. we have had to figure this out by ourselves. And you've done the work and gone through, you know, you, you were attracted to it. It was calling you and it finally like came and whacked you on the face with it. And then, you know, for me, it was, you know, our loss and God, that was, you know, a rock bottom awakening. And again, like you, I've had that John O'Donoghue book in my bedroom at the age of 15, the hardback, the green green one. one. Yeah. And I was reading Louise Hay when I was 16. I was using Mm. affirmations and listening to tapes and rolling my eyes when I was doing things. Isn't it funny how you almost come around full circle Mm -hmm. to to who you truly are? And I, you must have this with all your clients as well, but certainly I find that the, the, I'm working with mums who've just lost themselves and mm-hmm. they didn't just lose themselves in motherhood. They've possibly never really fully connected That's into it. themselves. Yeah. And the, and knowing mm-hmm. this energetics and knowing the, the ability or having the ability to release a belief or release an emotion just change is absolutely life changing. So I can, I can see how the house has just been so neglected mm-hmm. in in that in that energetic world. Certainly, have you noticed a rise in of interest in feng shui? Like I was thinking earlier, we've spent two years at home, mm-hmm. right? We are literally institutionalized into our houses at this stage. Yeah. How has that impacted your business and people needing needing a shift of energy? Yeah, it's been so interesting. It definitely has made a huge difference to the business. But I feel you're just spot on with, you know, women would just take for granted the impact of our home on our on ourselves. And that like tending to our house is just self-care. And I think one of the big things is, you know, we're all I think like self-care isn't about getting your nails done, you know, or like going out for, you know, a, a little spa day, which it is beautiful and amazing to do those things. But it is about like really thinking about what and how am I showing up in the world? How is my home supporting me? And don't get me wrong. This is not about having the perfect house. This is not about having a house that's like interior designed. Let me tell you, that house that I lived in way back when was oh my God, there was so much money spent on it. Everything was the best of the best. Everyone came in and went, wow. But our lives were crap. It was a nightmare. It's not about it being aesthetically beautiful. It's about it really supporting you. So there's a deeper thing on that. So it's not, we're not striving for perfection. And actually you said the word clutter earlier on and you're like clutter. Yesterday, like the laundry room or yesterday's clothes on the bed from on the chair or the dishes on the counter that is not clutter that's Mm. called life yeah give yourself a break this is not about having the perfect home it's about having a home that supports you energetically so that your dreams so that you can are, are fulfilled and not and actually part of the journey for me with the feng shui is that like it gets people thinking about more about what they want redirecting their focus and attention on the different parts you know so you know I can go into a house and see family photos everywhere and I'm like no problem it's great to have great family photos and you're like dedicated to them like dedicate your children but like is that just taking over your whole life you know do you need to look at your walls and be like 
where's the bit about me? Where is my next holiday I want to go to? Or where is where, me and my partner in our bedroom? Let's have a sanctuary for us, about the two of us. And then you make these little spaces. So it's, it is about just getting that sense of clarity and finding themselves and who they are. And that's one of the things that we have, that I see all the time, which is like, it's amazing. Like they're excited about life again, like excited about being alive, about new things happening and stepping out of the the comfort zone. Amazing. I love that. You've just given all the busy moms out there permission to not have the perfect house. And I think that's probably like, it's such a good point because, you know, we all try to be perfect women, perfect mm. mothers, the good girl, you know, we this conditioning. But when you when you break away from conditioning and understand energetics and spiritual thoughts or philosophy or whatever, you're right. It is not about being perfect and no. it's about being happy and mm-hmm. and and having flow and balance and all those words you've used to support you living a the life you want and mm-hmm. and and it's the way you position everything I've noticed is so it's it's awesome because it's it's about power and reclaiming that power to shape your life and the manifestation mm-hmm. side of things which I just I just love because I'm all about I'm all for power and in self-belief and I love that because like well my spiritual name is power shakti which is all power all divine feminine power (laughs) that's what it actually means and you know our program is called powerhouse which is kind of like a fun play on words because you know she's a powerhouse and it's like well Mm -hmm. if your house is a powerhouse you're it's like it's a mirror it's a mirror (laughs) it's funny because last night I had a, a membership call and we talked about the phrase as above so below Mm-hmm. And that just rings true, I think, for what you're talking about here. Like what yeah. what is happening outside is reflecting inside. What is happening inside is reflecting outside. And I think if we just understand that more and give ourselves a little bit of space to see that and to connect, then then we will have that flow that we're after. And that and you're wearing yellow today, which is I just think is amazing because. 2022 is the year of destiny and the number six, which is the color yellow. So you are completely in alignment with the energy of the year. So yeah, I'm going to get my yellow out too for this year. And thank you so much. That's been fascinating. And I'm so excited to get my hands on my house. And my husband won't know what hit him (laughs) when we get into this front door business but yeah it has made me really really rethink and see yeah the energy of the house in a very different way and thank you so much for that so tell me more about how people can learn more from you what support do you provide your powerhouse program yeah people can come over to patricialopen.com and I have some resources there about feng shuiing your home for money there's a money guide there's also an feng shuiing your office and I also have like a top checklist of things that you can do around your house to just be like, oh, I could do this, this, this. And then I also have a weekly YouTube video. So you can go and binge YouTube for like so many things there. There's loads of free resources. I'm really excited about a new Feng Shui mini course that I talked about that's going to be yeah. coming out soon. That is literally a walk through my house. So when I stood outside the front door with the videographer, I was like, oh, I had this idea to do this. And then I was standing outside, like, I was like, oh my God, everyone's going to know, see my house now. 
(laughs) It was a bit vulnerable and I was a bit like, oh, okay. It's great because it gives like really around setup and a bigger, deeper dive into feng shui for people to understand it. So that will be released soon enough. I think it's going to be um, the end of February or so when that goes live. But in the meantime, come and join me over on like YouTube or patricialone.com, get some guides. My powerhouse program, we're going to be doing some free trainings. I'm not sure when this is released in February to really kind of in a community to start taking action just on some of the things I shared today and some more fun things. And then we'll be opening the doors to powerhouse, which is my signature program. And that is where you know, we'll create your personal report, tell you where to put those acupuncture needles for your home, in your home and get your home tapped into flow, which is definitely one of the key parts is like when we're in that sense of flow, things start to just move and you know all those things that you're kind of like, I'd like that to happen. You're like, oh, look, it just happened. So we'd love to have you over there. I'd love to connect with you. Sarah and I just connected on Instagram. My Instagram account got shut down last year. So I've just started a new one, a personal one, and then we'll have a powerhouse feng shui one up and coming in the next couple of weeks. So you can I will share all of that on Instagram. There's probably not going to be much feng shui there. There'll be a lot of dog on my personal one. There'll be a lot of travel and dog pictures. (laughs) That's great. Well, you know, you can be a vision board for all the people Mm -hmm. that want to travel and have dogs. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Isn't it funny how if we we can use our Instagram like a vision board mm-hmm. rather than getting like jealous or comparative with people's profiles you could use it as a kind of a, oh gosh isn't that amazing I'd love to feel into that I'd love to go there and mm-hmm. do that that's so good and I say it with our community on a Friday we have a, a Friday wins post so you know they get to come in and share their wins from the members group and I say, you know, you like if you're seeing and you're getting triggered, you're instead of saying like, oh, say I'm next. Oh, that could happen for me. Like I'm next. next. What's my win going to be next week? Like asking the question, like what's my win going to be next week? And then it's like a little also like nudge in the butt to go like, oh, I think I haven't done this remedy, Patricia told me, or I still need to do this, or I want to change that picture. (laughs) So it's like that momentum of like I'm next. What 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 can I do in my house to help me? Amazing. And it's a little challenge to the universe as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So if, yeah. I, if I make the first move, what is the next move? What's the universe's move back? Bit exactly. of chess going on with the universe, is it? Mm-hmm. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm excited what unfolds after all of the stuff that we just cleared I know. Out. <laughs> I seriously, I don't know where. I, I, the front door is definitely getting the makeover. That is now yes. is now happening. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Well, share a picture with me. <laughs> I will. And thank you so much. That You're was so just fascinating. And I am definitely going to be following your journey and joining your courses and finding out a lot more about Feng Shui. This is the, like you said, tip of the iceberg. So mm-hmm. I invite everybody who's listened to do the same and think about your life in a in a broader sense. And your house is an extension of your own energy. And gosh knows where that's going to take us. Huh? It's exciting. Amazing. Thanks again. Have an amazing day. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please like, subscribe, and maybe leave a review too. I work with women all over the world, helping them to leave the trauma of the past behind, let go of limiting beliefs, step into their power, and create the futures that they desire. To find out more about me, visit my website, tappingformums.com. You can work with me one-to-one. 
you could join my Tapping Into Motherhood membership and community. Or you can tap along with me for free on YouTube. Just search Tapping for Mums. Hope to see you next time and have a wonderful day.